You're listening to the Eric Fierro Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. In this show, we're going to be talking to people of all walks of life, from their successes to their failures and everything in between, where you're going to learn a lot about how you can better your agency and better yourself all in one place. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me again on today's podcast. I'm very excited for my first time guest and telesales extraordinaire, Mr. Greg Gerbikian. Greg, thanks for being on with me today, man. I'm super excited about our conversation today because from one telesales expert to another, there's so much that we already have in common from the first time we met at uh, another conference. And I want to talk today about some things that I think anybody who's even considering sales in general, it doesn't even have to just be telesales, right? Because what we know and what we teach, it translates not only from telesales, but in sales, kitchen table sales as well, because it's a very relationship oriented business, is it not? Correct. hundred percent. So I think that one of the, the things that maybe can be humbling to a lot of people when they first get in the industry is how many no's they have to go through, right? So what would you tell somebody? What would you tell a new agent who is getting a bunch of no's? And again, the the information you're about to get here from Greg, this is an industry expert, has a huge call center in Florida, writes tons of business every single year. When we when when you hear him talk about sales, he knows what he's talking about. So you got to listen up. So what would you tell those agents who have to start going through those no's? What what kind of advice would you give them? Right. So, oh, thank thank you for having me on the uh, on the show today. So I I feel bad because I blown you off I think twice now. So here's the third time. <laughs> you're so busy third, man. But third time's a charm, right? Third, so so we're charm. Per- <laughs> perfect right now. So so when, when you're when you're dealing with talking to customer, I think the the mentality is this. And I was I was just talking to somebody else about this. Is that I don't need a hundred people to talk to. I just need one. That's all I need is one. Focus on the one, because if you're calling somebody that's within within that demographic that you're you're looking at. So I'm in Medicare sales. Mm-hmm. And so with Medicare sales, I'm talking to somebody that's either on Medicare, they're over 65. I just need one. You know, I'm not talking to a 16-year-old that's 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 looking for, you know, looking for for something on the internet. Yeah. I'm look I'm talking to somebody that actually has has a problem and I may have the solution. So I don't need to talk to 100 people. I just need to talk to one person. So I think that's the mentality that you have to have when you're talking to somebody is when that phone rings or you get that person on the phone with you, all you need to do is just try to convince that one person to 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 listen to you. And that's that's really it is. I mean, 100%. So there's also a lot to be learned from sales that you don't actually make because I think another big discouraging thing that agents go through is when they get through their entire pitch and then they don't close. And then they start feeling real down on themselves because they feel like, man, I feel like I killed it. I feel like I did so good, but I still got to know. So what advice would you give to an agent when those things happen? Because they will absolutely happen. Correct. So I, I have a, I have a very different type of mentality when it comes to, it's an, it's an extreme mentality because see, in sales, sales is like, Sales is the number one industry that you can make the most amount of money in. Mm-hmm. So you're in a profession that's within the 5% of the entire world. You've got to treat it like that. You know, a Navy SEAL, to become a Navy SEAL, what do they have to do to become a Navy SEAL? They have to go through Hell Week. Yeah. They have to go through Hell Week to be a Navy SEAL, to be the elite of the elite. They have to go through Hell Week. 
So as a salesperson, you want to be the elite of the elite, which is what sales should be. You're going to go through hell. Yeah. You're going to go through hell week. So in that aspect, when I'm talking to somebody and I'm, I'm looking to, 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 to have a conversation with them, I just need to talk to one person. Yeah. And you, do you, do you frequently, or when you were specifically doing the direct sales, but even with your team right now, uh, one of the things that I would always do when they would say, Eric, something, what, what went wrong with this? Like, why didn't so, I close it? You know, what, what do you normally do with your team? Perfect. So I, I actually was going down that direction. So what they have to do is this, Eric, you have to reverse engineer your call. So when you get done with any type of phone call or any type of interaction, you have to say to yourself, if I had a do over, what would I do over? Yeah. You know, Eric hung up the phone on me. Well, if I could reenact this entire situation right now, what could I have said to Eric to have kept him on the phone? Because I'm going to get another Eric that's going to hang up on me. <laughs> okay. So I need to be ready and prepared when that happens. And so I just started testing things out. And I started just kind of throwing things out and seeing exactly what type, what, what actually worked. Okay. Um, so if, if you're in telesales, your calls are recorded, take a second and listen to your phone calls Yeah. and see what you did wrong because you'll start realizing that all of a sudden <sighs> you're breathing too hard <laughs> in the microphone and you didn't realize it. And these customers are being turned off and you were like, why were they? Because you're going, <sighs> you didn't realize the microphone was too. Oh, it could be something very simple. That's so simple that you were that you know, or there was two or three second pause where you didn't say something. Because I truly believe this. I I talked about it yesterday. You have about three to five seconds before somebody changes their opinion of you. Yeah. And so those first three to five seconds of the phone call are so so important. So when that phone, when that person answers the phone, you have to be literally milliseconds ready. So if somebody answers the phone, I have to be right on point and talking to them because if there's any type of lag, any type of pause, they've already made an opinion of me. Yeah. And so in order to make sure you're you're doing things the right way, listen to your phone calls. You can hear yourself maybe stuttering a little bit. All of a sudden you'll pick up like, oh, I can see right there. If I was on the phone with Greg, Greg was trying to sell me something. I don't, the, I, I don't know if I would I would buy from Greg right now because he 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 did it just it sounded really weird right there because yeah I think one of the things that can plague an agent an insurance agent or anybody in any sales is a lot of the uhs in between explaining something uh uh um um it, it shows the lack of confidence lack lack of authority mm -hmm. you know I mean you're when you're dealing with something that's you know that's is important you know we're in Medicare. Um, I look at it from this standpoint is that this is this could be the last insurance that this person ever purchases ever. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. So think about that. You know, so I mean, you're talking to somebody that's 65 years old. So I look at it this way. Like I look at things extreme. I'm talking to somebody that on a good on a good day has 13 years left. Yeah. Life expecting what 78? Yeah. Probably a little bit less now because of the pandemic. I heard they knocked a couple of years off, but, oh. but, you know, but let's say on a good year, on a good day, this person you're talking to has 13 years left of their life. So this could possibly be the last insurance that they, that they purchased. So it is a big decision. Yeah. Stop treating it like it's not a big decision, but you know what they're looking for? They're looking for a big person. With they're the confidence. Correct. Mm -hmm. They're looking for somebody that's, Hey, stop. Don't cross the street. I'm the authority here. I'll let you know when it's right to, 
walk across the across the street. I'm the crossing guard. I'll make sure you're going to get to the other side. And that's really what it comes down to is that that you have to have that confidence that you're the one that's directing traffic mm. and you're protecting them. And so tell them that, hey, you know, I, I care about you and your family. I want to make sure that your problem is taken care of. I don't know if we should be talking, but I do know you're talking to the right person right now on the phone. Yeah. Look at that. Was that being arrogant? No, it was being confident that you were the right person that they're talking to. So then where do you stand on the argument where, and I don't know if it's an argument, but at least there's going to be a certain percentage of agents who do not like the idea of a sales script and then another who wholeheartedly believe in a sales script. Where do you stand on that? Because hear me out, at least from my perspective, just on the points that you've already unpacked, I feel that a sales script makes life so much easier because you have a replicatable process that if you're going to go back and start to reverse engineer and listen to your phone calls, if you're doing the same thing every time, it's easier to to pinpoint what went wrong versus if you're just winging it every time you have a conversation, it becomes a little harder to identify why one sale went well versus the other. Wouldn't you agree? Or So, so, so I, let me ask you this question because I'll answer the question okay. for you. What do they have in Hollywood? Movies, studios. Yeah, and what 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 does a, what does an actor have to read? Scripts. They have to read a movie script. <laughs> and guess what? If you if you if if you get a copy of the script, it's the exact same thing that you're watching. You have to memorize the script. They don't get up there and ad lib a script in Hollywood. You know, they might let them do it here and there. You know, just to yeah. Commit, but there are some directors who are like, no, you are following the script verbatim. Right. This is you know? a story. So, right? so I, I actually did a, a, a thing once with uh, with a training class. Like I, I got a script of um, of uh, what was it? It was, it was one of Jim Carrey's movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I got up there and I just read the script, just, you know, just kind of dry monotone. <laughs> and, and I was like, what do you guys think? <laughs> um. Um, I'm like, that was a script for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I was like, in my hands, in my hands, it sucks. Yeah. But in Jim Carrey's hands, it's worth millions yeah. and millions of dollars. He literally followed these words verbatim. Yeah. And he made it conversational. He made it funny. And so, yes, you have to follow a script because you cannot be able to reverse engineer what you're doing wrong if you're winging it all over the place. So, Every phone call has to be exactly the same. So we're both on the same page on this. And if you're listening to this and you're new in sales, you've got to follow a script. But when we say follow a script, it doesn't mean monotone, boring. You have to go ahead and add some humor to it. Yeah. Add some pauses to it. Yeah. Well, then yeah. to go back to your analogy, the faster that somebody memorizes the script the way an actor would, then the easier it is for you to inject your own personality into that script. Correct. So good point there is this, is that I had a script that I, so this is really, really funny because when I first, when we first started the business, there'd be times when somebody would walk in because I was getting a, I was getting a phone call, but I was on the phone call. Mm. They could tell exactly where I was, how much time I was on the phone without even looking. Oh, Greg's about five minutes in that phone call. Oh, Greg's 30 minutes. Oh, Greg's 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 almost about to wrap this thing up. <laughs> Even though I haven't asked for the close yet, they can see because every single call was exactly the same. So you could literally pull my calls and it would sound if you didn't have another voice on it, it'd be the exact same thing. Yep. Because I looked at it from this standpoint, is this is that why did why is McDonald's so so successful? Why were they so successful? Did they make the best hamburger? No. no. 
they created a process where if you had a, a, a cheeseburger here in Dallas or you had one in Phoenix, it tasted exactly the same. Yeah. If they wing the hamburgers, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't work. Yeah. I'd have one here in Dallas. I'm like, oh, this, this, this McDonald's hamburger is it great. If one was medium rare, yeah. the other one was well you know, done. Yeah. You know, one had way too many pickles on it. Went, you know, That business would fail because they weren't following the exact. So every customer should have the exact same experience with you, period, end of story. Yeah. Period, end of story. So, you know, and that that comes down to following the script, having the process, but you just mentioned like memorizing it. Yeah. So did I have a script that I read and memorized? Yes and no. The answer is no, I didn't have something I read right in front of me, but the answer was yes. I knew exactly, I had sections that I broke out. Mm -hmm. And every phone call was exactly the same. I knew exactly what point I was at, where I was going next. So you literally know exactly where I was at. So I, I, I break I break it down into four compartments. Is there's the introduction, the building rapport. There's a second part, which is the discovery. The third part is the presentation. And the fourth part is the close. So you have to look at the phone call from those standpoints. So if I've got if I've got a, you know, if I've got a 45 minute phone call, because you have to know what your process is, mm-hmm. how long it's going to take to close somebody. And that's where you, that's where you duplicate it. You don't rush it. You have everybody at the exact same time. So for me uh, in Medicare sales, about 45 minutes. Yes. So I would start breaking it down. The building rapport, getting to know the person, just building that rapport had to be about five to seven minutes. Okay. Five to seven minutes. So I could not leave that compartment until I built that report. Well, I want to know about this. Well, hold on one second. You know, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And then I, I would just try to build that report. Yeah. And then once I felt like I built that report, then that's when I was able to move into the second section, which was the discovery. And the discovery was at least 10 minutes because I would ask very in-depth questions. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, you know, somebody said that they, they had United Healthcare. Let me ask you, why'd you go with United Healthcare? Well, whatever they tell you. You know, let me ask you what, you know, what, what do you like about Unite Healthcare? I think agents sometimes, Eric, are so scared to ask somebody what they like because all of a sudden the person, well, I love this plan. It's the greatest plan ever. Like I, I it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, 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 where do I go next? No. Welcome that. Find yeah. out what they liked about the plan. Because we know there's something they don't like. Otherwise they wouldn't have filled out the lead card. Correct. So then the follow-up question is if there's one thing that you could change about your plan, what would it be? I wish I could pay less. Boom. They just gave you, they, they just gave you the problem. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, Pain I'll, point. I'll, so I'll plug my book right now. There you uh, go. Hit they, it. Yeah, so, so I wrote a book called Sell the Problem, Not the Solution. And that's a big mistake salespeople make, even seasoned sales. Yep. They, they lead with the solution and not the problem. I've got the solution. I've got the carriers. I've got what they what they could use, but they might not need it. Yeah. So why, why, why am I even thinking about the solution? Look at the problem because you focus on the problem. Yeah. They'll tell you how to sell them. Just like we just said. Yeah. Well, I want to pay less. Wait a minute. Did they just say they love this plan? No. That's it. But what about, let's, 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 let's kind of role play here for a second. What about if I ask them, is there any, is, what's one thing that you would change about the plan? And they said, let's play devil's advocate. Okay. Oh, there's nothing I would change about the plan. Oh, I guess the call's over. I got to quit. No, you just got to keep going deeper. Yeah. Well, let's just say like a, let's just say in a make-believe world, like if you could create the best plan on the planet, like everything you had, what what would you change? 
ask it again in a different way. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, maybe I like to pay a little bit less. There it is. Boom. And you just keep asking deeper level questions. They'll tell you what it is because, so, because you and I know at the end of the day, there's, there's one thing that their plan doesn't have. So let's go back to your first part, the report building part, mm -hmm. right? And you say you spend five to seven minutes. Um, obviously in your structure, that five to seven minutes of rapport building is enough time to start gaining enough trust, right? To find relatability. Like what kind of questions do you normally ask in your rapport building to be able to, to gain some of that trust? Cause that's what we know. At least at the end of the day, we right. know that when, when it comes to getting the no, right. Mm -hmm. If you get a no from somebody at the end of a presentation, it's either because they don't trust you or they truly don't have the funds to do it or to take action. Right. Correct. So what kind of questions do you ask in rapport building to start building that trust so that you can have a much higher probability of the yes at the end? Yep. So what I would do is I would actually start using a couple of fact finding questions right off the bat and start trying to find something of commonality within it. So I would always go with the zip code where they lived and try to find some type of commonality. Yeah. Whatever it was. And, and, I, and I wasn't fake about it. That's I think that's a big thing is that so many people that are in sales are fake with their building report. Yeah. So if, you know, like, for example, if, if you call me, I live in Tampa, so I give you my, my zip code mm -hmm. and what's in Tampa that, that you could talk about? Well, what if I don't know, right? If I've never been there, so I might just be, I, I don't know anything about Tampa. So if I'm an agent and I don't know anything about Tampa, I guess being genuine, I would just say, you know, I've never been to Tampa, but I hear it's pretty humid in Florida. Is it humid in your area? Well, I, that's a good, I, I would, I would actually ask them like, what, if if I were to come to your area, like what would I do? Like what? what ah, like what, you were what, a tourist. What, like I was a tourist. Yeah, you know, ask them like you know you know they're Montana. I've never been to Montana. I said I heard there's a lot of grizzlies up there, but obviously, <laughs> you know, if I came to your town, like where you know, what would I do? Yeah. If what would I do for fun? Yeah. No, that's great because that also it gives them a chance to show off the pride they have right. in the place they right. live. Yeah, because that's where the role play starts coming in. Is like, well, there's really nothing fun to do in my town. Come on, Eric. There's got to be something fun. T tell me this. Where do you like to go eat? There's got to be something cool place to eat. There's got to be somewhere that, you know, you know. Let's, well, there's let's, Rosita's down let, the road and it's yeah. awesome Mexican yeah. food. So let, 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 let's just pretend that I just showed up at your doorstep right now. See what I'm doing? I'm having a conversation and it's not weird. It's not awkward. It's just having like just a, because guess what? I'm not trying to sell you something right now. Right. I'm just trying to connect and find out what problems you have. Right. And so um, if they start kind of rebut, you know, rebuttaling me or start doing it right off the bat, I'll come in with something emotional to, 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 to move it forward. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I would do is I would say, if you try like, yeah, I'm trying to build rapport with you right now. Yeah. Okay. And you're coming back. Like, hey, I, I'm really just not interested right now. So you're just kind of shutting me down. Hey, Eric, you know, I don't know why we're on the phone right now, but I don't believe in any coincidence in life. I believe that the universe actually put us in touch with each other. I don't know what it is, but let's find out why that is. Damn. Boom. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Wow. It, it, it's So those are things where when you reverse engineer calls, you start looking at what you did and you change that. Yeah. So I, I've actually, I actually have another book coming out here shortly and it's all geared around objections and things like that. Little tidbits like that, that people can actually use to be able to have conversations because Selling is 15% logical and it's 85% emotional. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. So when you're trying to rebut somebody, you're trying to do something, you're going to hit first the 15% logical. Yep. So you know why I do that? Because I need the biggest weapon possible <laughs> if I have to use it. Yeah. I don't want to go with the with the bazooka right off the bat when I only have like a pistol in my, in my back pocket. <laughs> I'm going to go with the pistol first. If that doesn't work, then I go for the bazooka. Yeah. You know? They call bazookas anymore. I don't know. The, I don't, the, the, I, the, the, missile launcher. Missile launcher. <laughs> bazooka sounded cool though. Um, but no, I want I want the biggest thing that I have to 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 use. And so I would go with something logical. And if that didn't work, then I hit the emotions. Yeah. Because that's 85%. You don't want to lead with that. And then that kind of backfires. You just lead with something. Because then you don't have any, the emotion part is the most powerful weapon. Correct. Sure. Correct. So so what I did right, and you, you were like, wow, that was good. Because I hit the emotions. Because I just said the universe put us in touch with each other. I don't know why they did that, but I don't believe in any coincidence life. So let's find out why the universe kind of put us back in touch with each other. And it just, yeah. it's such an emotional thing that works so well for me when I was, when I, when I was selling, if I were to start doing, I, I, that's exactly what I do. I just go right back to that line and I wouldn't just say it. I believe it. I believe it. Mm. I really believe that. And this is because I, I, I think of sales in very extreme thing, just kind of like, I talked about before a Navy SEAL is the elite of the elite. Yep. They have to go through hell to become a Navy SEAL. So if yep. you ever come in touch, you know, come in contact with a Navy SEAL, they typically look like really cool. You would never probably even kind of know that they're a Navy SEAL because I've met a lot of Navy SEALs. Yeah. And they're actually really cool people. They're very humble people. But you know what? They went through hell like you wouldn't even imagine. Right. Like, I mean, you read stories. But you could never even humanly imagine what they go through. I mean, like mm -hmm. I, 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 re I read the book, uh, the Goggins book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. I don't know if you read uh, it. I have not. Uh, you've got to read the book. It just, I mean, he says some of the stuff. And even what he says is so like, just like you like, I could never humanly do that. Right. But that doesn't even do it any justice. That Those words on paper don't even do it justice. So they went through hell to get that. So as a salesperson, you have to go ahead. If you want to be the elite of the elite, that's what you have to view. You have to have an extreme type of mentality. So my extremism goes this far, Eric, is this, is that I really truly believe, and it has to become a belief because I do believe it. I believe that the universe sent me that person for a reason, period, end of story. And you know what the reason could be? It could be to make me better. Yeah, sometimes it's not to help them. It's, it's to help, to help me. Because mm -hmm. somebody tells me to go F myself or tells me that right off the bat and then they hang up the phone but the universe was saying, Greg, you know what? You got a little, you're a little, you're a little too comfortable right there. I just sent that person to you <laughs> to kind of get you sharpen your tool. Yeah. For you. Let me sharpen your tool for the day. You're just, you're kind of like a little off your game right now. <laughs> so you have to look at sales that way as an elite person. Is you've got to look at, okay, you know what? Got it, universe. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You I, lead I, with I, that I, kind I, of conviction. It'll change the way you present on the phone or in person. It'll change the way you have your gestures, yep. the tonality. It it, it definitely it'll come across to the other person. So that conviction is very, very important. Yeah, because that that in that moment in time, you know, like right now, this is a moment in time right now. I believe that the universe actually did this right now. It yeah. didn't want us to get together the other, the other <laughs> two times, but this time it said it's happening. We're doing it right now. So there, I, I believe there's a reason for everything. There's no coincidence life. So when me and my wife first met, when I, I must have said something when we went on a date or something. I was like, oh, that's a coincidence. And my wife's like, she looked at me like almost like serious, like almost like piercing eyes. She's like, Greg, there's no coincidence in life. And I'm like, damn. Okay, okay. So then it became a joke after that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, look at that thing. Well, that's that's a coincidence. And I knew exactly and to this day, 
if she was sitting in this room right now and I would I was having a conversation, man, it's a coincidence you and I are doing this together. <laughs> she would be yelling from across the Greg, there's no coincidence. He's about to get at her now. I, 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 now it's a get at her. <laughs> and she knows what I'm doing, but she plays along because she's like, I'm not gonna let that go. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna reinforce to you yeah. that there is no coincidence in life. So that's not a coincidence that you're in sales. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that that there that a, a bad call has come your way. The universe is saying, Hey, get better. Yeah. Get better. You know, you got to go through hell week to be an elite I love that. salesperson. You got you got to get better. So you got, you have to look at each thing as a learning opportunity and not just like, oh, that sucks. They're stupid. They, you know, yep. find a reason to make them talk to you. So yeah. one other thing that I, I would do as well is, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad I just remembered this because I was kind of, we kind of went off a little bit there, but um, birthdays. Birthdays are absolutely huge. So there's, if there's two months out of the entire year, if you're born in these two months, there's no way I'm not closing you. <laughs> I, don't, 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 don't. And I'm going to tell you why that is. Okay. March and, and December are the two months. If you're born in March and December, I don't care what it is. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. The other months I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make it better. But if you're born in March or December, it's a done deal. Like, Hundred percent, hundred percent closing. Yeah, I can confidently say hundred <laughs> percent closing. That's big. If you're born in March or December, and here's why, is that if you're born in December, my birthday is December twenty first. Wow, I should mess up my birthday, December twenty second. My wife does a really good job at making me feel special on my birthday because when I was growing up, because of born, Christmas, yeah. So did I? Did I just? Did I just show you a commonality right there? Anybody that's born in December has been gypped of their Christmas and birthday gifts, period, in a story. So all of a sudden, I asked the person for, hey, what, what's your birthday, Eric? Oh, December 15th. Oh, my gosh, Eric, you and I have something in common. See what I just did? I actually told the person we have something in common. Yeah. Use the words and verbalize that they have something in common. Just say, oh, man, we both share the same birthday, same birth month. Tell them that you have something in common. Yeah. You and I have something in common, man. We're in the same fraternity. If it's, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a woman, I'm like, we're in the same fraternity sorority right now. We both have been gypped on our Christmas and birthday gifts our entire life. My birthday is on December 22nd. <laughs> and you'll never, well, at least I've never had it happen to me. Maybe, you know, I've never had somebody say, no, I've, I've never been gypped on my Christmas <laughs> gifts. Oh, man, they, 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 they loaded me up on December 15th and loaded me up on December 20th. Yeah, right. No, because <laughs> guess what? December is a very stressful month for anybody. I don't yeah. care if you're super duper wealthy. I don't care if you're poor. December is a stressful month because you're thinking about all the people that you have to get stuff for. Mm -hmm. So even if you're very, very wealthy, you're, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Because now they expect something really nice from you because you're wealthy. And also at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to take care of it all. So it's a very stressful month. So now you throw somebody's birthday in there as well. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to get them a big thing. They're getting something big for Christmas. Yeah. So, so when you lead with that, it just so I would close everybody, everybody, because they would start laughing. Yeah, immediately. I'd, I I would have people that would be so angry, and it's, and I was able to get them to the birthday, and it was December. I'm like, oh, this this is done. This is done. <laughs> uh, and every single time, laughter. Like it was it, it was great, so funny. That's and, a great tip. It, it, Why it, March? So March is March is even a better one. March is even a better one. You, I, Spring break. I, I, I'm almost going to top off the March, okay. but 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 this is specific to me. But this is where you have to really. This is where you have to try to be an elite salesperson. Okay. So, so if somebody was born in March, I would say, oh my gosh, we have something in common, but I got to tell you my story. So I'm all of a sudden now making it my story. Ooh, then okay. you get to throw in. Cause I think that's part of 
part of relationship building is you do need to share about yourself. Myself. So now I'm getting really personal with them. Yeah. I'm like, I've got to tell you my story. So all of a sudden they're like, they're ears in like, what is this? I was like, let me tell you about my March. So my wife's birthday is March 5th. My son's birthday is March 19th. And my wife's, our wedding anniversary is March 21st. I said, so let me tell you something. That Eric. sounds like an expensive month. Oh, it, 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 it gets better. So Eric, March 21st, I'm sitting and I'm telling, I'm telling the story. I'm like, I'm we're like, we're, we're on a phone. I'm, 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 I'm closing you right now. Yeah. March 24th. I'm sitting across the desk with the wedding planner. We're looking at all the dates on the calendar, December, January, February, March. And all of a sudden, Eric, I grab the calendar and I point down to March 21st. I go, that's when we're getting married. And my wife and the wedding planner look at me and go, what? Because I said it with such conviction. That's when we're getting married, March 21st. So they both look at me like, why? I go, honey, if there's ever a day that I can't remember that our wedding anniversary is 3-2-1, it's time to put me in the old <laughs> folks home right away. 3-2-1. That's good. I would have them cracking up <laughs> so hard. Because they didn't see it coming. Yeah. And it flipped. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, you didn't see it. But now you're laughing. But then I would, you know, I'll never forget this because we all have like stories in our head, but there's one I'll never forget is I said this story and all of a sudden the guy goes, Oh, Greg, oh my gosh. He goes, Me and my wife are driving down the road and our son called us. Mm -hmm. We're in the car together and we answer the phone and our son goes, Hey, mom, dad, happy anniversary. Guess guess what, Greg? We 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 forgot our anniversary. <laughs> I go, Eric. You know why you forgot your anniversary, right? He goes, the one three two one. That's why. <laughs> you know, how how can somebody not buy from you at that point? Yeah. Like it's it, it's a that's funny. It's a done deal. Like now they're like, this person is like cool. They're trustworthy. I feel like they actually care. Yep. Because they didn't just jump down my throat and all of a sudden start trying to sell me the solution. Mm -hmm. They realized the problem was that there was no relationship there. Yeah. So a big thing for me was were, were, were places where they lived, and you know, and um, and and, and birthdays. I I tried finding something of commonality in those two things, um, and then you know, and, and I'd move on. So I mean, my 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 mom's birthday is March twenty fourth. So, I'm sorry, March uh, August twenty fourth. So I'd, if somebody was born in August, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you and I have some common. My mom's birthday is August August twenty fourth. Who cares? But it, it, it throw it out there, it, 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 and it'd, it'd be funny. Be like, oh wow, your mom's birthday is August twenty first. Yeah, it's August twenty first. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. it, those, so, those... But it, it brought some some commonality. Yeah, there, you know. Yeah, you know. You know. But 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 you you also have to be prepared as an elite salesperson. You have to be prepared for the rejection. So what about if I said, oh man, my my, my mom's birthday is August twenty fourth? You have to be prepared for them to come back and say, so what? Mm -hmm. So what? They don't care. You know, they don't care. So that, that doesn't mean the call is over with. That means it didn't work. Yeah. Hey, it didn't work. Okay. Move on. Uh, and move on. Next I, question. Yep. Yep. And I, I would, you know, I, I would say, you know what? My mom's really, really crazy. <laughs> I said, but you, you seem actually really, really cool. Let me ask you a question. Boom. Move on. You know, you throw out the funny because you're, because I don't care. Yeah. I don't care because. If there's some if, if there's something to be sold, I'm gonna sell you. Yeah. If there's not, then I'm not. So yeah. why, why am I so concerned about selling you my health insurance plan or whatever? Yeah. If you need what I'm and I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get for you. But you might not even need me. So yeah. why am I so stressed 
about selling you something you might not even need. Right. So at the end of the day, let's let's you know let's have fun with it, but you, you have to be prepared for the resistance. That's what I talked for about sure. yesterday. You have, you have to expect resistance in every single phone call. Yeah. And that's where that's I think that's where the the elite training came in is going back and listening at phone calls where somebody said, you know, I said something like that, August 21st, my mom's birthday. So what? Uh um, well, uh, uh well uh, uh, I would have been like, yeah, screw her. Yeah, yeah. Next but, question. But, yeah, but 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 you see, like all of a sudden, I listen back to that call and go, well, that's why you didn't get you it. Got Greg. tripped up. I got tripped up right there. I wasn't ready for. It. I wasn't prepared. And your confidence sinks at that moment too. Confidence sinks. And you'll so, hear that. So so now I'm like, okay, when that happens again, when that person says, so what? You got to have something you can come back with. Yeah. And that's and that's really what it comes it comes down to. I think I think I think one of the you know that's why I wrote the book, solve the problem, not the solution. I didn't because that's how you sell. Yeah. Focus on the problem. The problem the is the pain point. The pain point. And the problem can be that there's no rapport. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that there's could no be. There's no rapport. No that, trust. That there's no trust at all. So you got you got to jump in there and, and, and get going right away with that with that type of stuff. So Yeah. Well, Greg, I know we got a party to get to. Yep. But I want to thank you for coming up here and doing this cuz it's been this has been a great podcast. I think agents are going to get a lot of value from this. Uh, a lot of great sales information, sales nuggets. Uh, it's just, that was great, man. I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so 100%. much. So for everybody else, three, two, one, we're out. See you on the next video. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show today. We hope you enjoyed the information. And as always, please, if you enjoyed this show, like and subscribe, we would really appreciate you and we'll see you on the next one.